What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are rocking with Lyles Movie Files. Got the full deck. Everybody's here today. And I can't believe it. No special guest stars. It's the full team. Starting with Little Brother. How are you, Jason? Good. How are you, bro? Chilling, villain style, like I am a 90s rapper. Speaking of, <laughs> Jay King, how are you? Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. Yeah. Hey, Gunner, how you doing, man? What's good? How's everything? How's everybody? Chilling. And Chief, way to also represent your squad, the G-Men. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Good. You got those big hosts for Daniel Jones leading the way to the NFC East title? Oh, okay. Well, you know. Maybe, maybe optimistic. All right. One quick TV note. The Walking Dead had the second part. Welcome to whatever, however you say that. Because I was trying to think, and I was like, wait, I don't know how to say that. Anyhow, second part of the season 11 kickoff, basically. It was a cliffhanger from last week, but I feel like they could have just made it one extended two-hour episode season premiere, and it have been fine. Um, this is pretty good stuff. If this is what we're in store for. This is much better than most of the back five from last season, which was occasionally really sketchy, really spotty, and in desperate need of some development of certain storylines, maybe even the Commonwealth. So we had Eugene going on his blubbering mess, confessing that he is a virgin, and hopefully Stephanie could cure him of that dilemma. We have Mercer in his orange and red first order outfit dealing with Yumiko who had like this boss scene where she was like listen I know exactly how this place runs I'm a lawyer I'm cashing you fools out and Negan shockingly had a really great scene and a few great interactions in the episode Javon I know that's surprising and scary to you that Jeffrey D. Morgan could deliver on this show but what did you think about this I loved it, honestly. Um, this is what they've been needing more of. I, I've been saying that for the last, I don't know, three seasons or so. Why is your series best actor getting maybe seven minutes or six minutes of screen time total per episode? Why are there no storylines dedicated to, to, to him having more of a role as opposed to being, oh, yeah, we still have Negan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan on this show. Um this show has suffered a lot from legacy characters getting too much, uh, second up too much screen time, i.e. Daryl and uh, Carol. And it doesn't help any that there's still a huge part of what's happening right now being that their show is going to come out and we don't care what their storyline is. Exactly. If, if they were written off for the season, you know, just to go on their own adventures and whatever, I, I wouldn't have cared. I don't think a lot of people would have because we're going to see them anyway. Let's tie up the loose ends with the people that we have and the, some of these uh, other characters that we've gotten invested in. Um, they still have some, 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 a few other areas that they need to tie up as well. Like what happened to uh, uh, the young lady, uh, the hearing impaired young lady, the other girl's sister. I, I still want to see what happened to her because she ended up what uh, getting saved by the weird guy, whatever the weird doctor guy that Michonne had a. Uh, uh, episode with I don't I, I can barely remember. Well, he, now, I don't but. remember if he was a doctor, but if he was a doctor, chances are he's already dead by this point. 
Probably so. No, all the doctors have to die. Right. But um, I'm I'm real. I was hoping that we tie that up. I was hoping we'd get into some uh, uh, more into that Eugene uh, uh, booty hunt <laughs> storyline. <laughs> <laughs> that's really all it was, you know. I was Just hoping we get a booty call. Yeah, it's the lo- the longest long distance booty call ever. Um, a, a princess backstory. You know, we had there's things to cover. We didn't have to focus too much on. Uh, uh, will will he or won't will she or won't she Maggie versus Negan? I don't care. I, 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 look, I have to happens, say that happens. I have to say that is probably the one area where this show has put themselves not just painted, but they have walled up an adamantium wall where they can't <laughs> do anything with because Negan is one of their best characters, arguably the best character on the show. But Maggie, of any character, in anything, absolutely deserves some payback. Because the dude took a spike baseball bat and cracked her husband's head open. And he was like, ooh. He was making jokes, cracking, like, oh, that was fun. So, this creates I mean, a really it, interesting d- dilemma for them. It does. And how long do you draw it out? How long do you drag this thing out? And... This past episode really brought something interesting to the fold. Maggie understanding something. Negan's valuable. Yeah. Negan does have value. So if you're willing to, and, and how about that sacrifice? Old Maggie wouldn't have done that. Think, but you know, Javon, what was wild? What was wild? Mm-hmm. They still had to deal with those walkers anyway. That, anyway. that kid could have been another person to throw out there later could have been but you know there's so much psychology behind that too though there's a lot of psychology behind that Jeff that's one of those let that be a wrestling to the rest of the rest of yeah, exactly you know you want to run off on me <laughs> you'll be like Gage you want to play games like Gage, Gage? <laughs> so yeah there's that you know and you can see this ain't the same woman she's been hardened yeah. and I like that portrayal uh, that's something that this show doesn't get its credit for like there's real development with these characters when they do it right when they do it wrong you get Negan talking like a cartoon character for two seasons you know I say, I when say. they do it right right I boy I say boy no we don't need that but we need it was what we've been getting right so kudos to them for writing the ship it's just it's like at the end of Minister Society when Kane was narrating his own death scene and he said his grandfather once asked him I care whether I live or die. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I do. But now it's too late. That's kind of where this show is right now. It's like, yeah, we're starting to care more about developing these characters and telling good stories, but it's kind of now it's too late because this is the end. Yeah. So, Jace, help me out here. How creeped out were you when Roy was not savagely eaten, just covered in blood, and was like, hey, Daryl, I don't know if I'm going to make it, dude. And then they're carrying him out of the metro. I hope it wasn't one of those stations that had like 30 flights because he would have been short. The elevator's busted, boy. You're just going to have to crawl, buddy. So the Joker's walking with everybody. Then takes the arrow to the head and like, oh, man. <laughs> it was like, that was brutal. What was your take on this second introduction to the Reavers? I, I mean, at least, I mean, at least these guys look like they almost come like how Negan's crew came in if uh, Rick and them didn't already kill him, like in that little uh, missile silo. Like this, these were the threats the, that we assumed Negan's guys were 
until you saw Negan, you know, take a baseball bat to uh, uh, Glenn. But I, I think one of the things that Javon talked about is like, the show is now, it's in a better place, but we now, it's like, coming to like the backstory, I don't need, like, I don't need Prince's backstory. I had that in that five episodes last year. I was good on. But it is starting to like get those main characters like, oh, these are the people you should care about. And let's shift again, Daryl and Carol, let them say, let them hit, hit the Michonne. I got to get on a boat and find some other community and leave the kids with you guys. <laughs> that was um, that mean, but, but you mentioned, um, oh, what's the girl's sister? She went off to do Eternals. I think Walking Dead is just eternally pissed off at Marvel for taking some of their best actors and making them go, sorry, we got to be away for uh, half the season because I'm shooting this Marvel movie. Uh, again, if you if if a Marvel comes calling, you go uh, peace well, out. I didn't say that you say no. Yeah, it's like uh, I I think I'm I I know we're Walking Dead. I'm not gonna get a Daryl and Carol spinoff. Uh, there's like five Walking Dead, you know, spinoffs, and all of them last about two or three seasons. I want them. I want that extra money That's on Marvel side. They haven't canceled one of those spinoffs yet. Fear uh, the Walking Dead is still going. I don't know if I'd say strong, but it's still going. And that uh, this one with the kids, the baby Walking Dead joint. No, World, World, World of Walking Dead is getting, it's like, it's the last season, I thought. I don't know. I yeah, they, they pushed that to the uh, the app. That's how well it did. It, they pushed <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's done as far as I'm concerned. Who would have watched those kids? I mean, it's like, that's stupid, man. Get out of here, the man. funny thing is, like, is weird, is it weird as it sounds? It's like, when we we were talking earlier, it's like, Season two of uh, Walking Dead, when they, when Sophia was killed, you were like, oh, shoot, they're not, kids aren't in a protective bubble wrap. Like, this show really is willing to break that rule. Kids are not safe. So you're like, a series about kids should also hit the point where you know these kids aren't truly safe. But none of us trust is like, I'm going to get invested in these extra kids. You know what? If they decided to do a spinoff, and for whatever reason have Carl and a few of that age kids go off and do their own thing. I would have watched that. I don't care about these brand new kids who just happen to, Oh yeah, this is another story. But if I, if Carl was involved, if even if it was the future adventures of Judith as a slightly older girl, I'd watch that. But these random out of nowhere people, I don't care about them. Okay. Would you have watched this? Like if the kids from uh, Alexandria, who um, gosh Alpha took out, would you watch their show? That Alpha took out. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, nah, that would have been a boring show watching them stumble around as walkers. They were terrible. They were. They were quite terrible. So I was like, Alpha did the right thing. I, I stand with Alpha on that, Chief. Help me out here. So we know that this Carol and Daryl spinoff whether we want it or not, is coming. Since they're coming and they're they're rolling, we know that's a given. Are there any characters that you want to see currently on Walking Dead go and join them on the spinoff? Uh, I don't really want the spinoff. I, when you were saying the Carl and Daryl spinoff, I was like, have I heard that? I probably just blocked that from my mind. I, didn't, I don't even want to think about that. Um, it's almost like one of those soap operas that just never 
quite, you know what I mean? When uh, my man was talking about the Jerry Curl, it never quite just curled like we're always waiting. Are they going to get, are they going to hook up? Are they not? Is it this season? Is it what? And now you're going to put a whole another spinoff where we're just watching them jump rope. Go on, jump in there. Come and jump in there. Now nah, I'm waiting. Slow it down a little bit. Slow it down. <laughs> now nah, I'm just playing. You just be the to jump. And then we're just watching this thing here for, what has it been, like five years now? They've been flirting back and forth? Let me tell you something, man. The world has gone to shit. There's zombies running around. You're probably not going to be too hesitant on anything that comes your way at that point. Uh, you know, ah, you'd be like, damn, she got one foot, but still. Yeah, something about her. You know what I mean? I like the way she and walks. Gonna be like, right. She's going to be like, mm, half his ears missing, but yeah, he's sexy. Your choices are not that much. So this sexual tension that we've been going through for the last five years doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like you has a man really versus almost really put on an island. This this dude, Daryl, hasn't been with a woman since the show started. Let's just take that into account. He had his brother who would have been with a woman by now because Merle was, that dude was an ass. And then <laughs> with this girl for the last five, six years and nothing's come of it in a dude who by all counts should be I mean, damn, come on. No, no, you we'll, we'll, like, we'll find out later that he was into walkers and he used to just tie them up and when nobody's looking, you know what I mean? Because, you know, like, what else could there be? <laughs> you laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably no. <laughs> Now, remember, he was actually, he, he actually uh, had relations with Dog's original owner. Right. And that's that's where we're starting. The, exactly, the spinoff exactly. edition search for Dog's owner. I think they made that up. <laughs> you know, You're just such a, you know a Carol and Daryl shipper. They made that whole yeah, they made up that whole dream. boring episode up. All right, Chief. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, man. So I'm not looking forward to no Daryl. Uh, and I don't want to see. Listen, I want all the characters to go away at this point. Um, You know, when they, they lost me, I'm going to be honest. You mentioned Carl. That's around the time when they lost me. Because I was like, why the hell would they kill off Carl? He was like like number two or three on the show. It's like like he had developed. You had seen Carl come up. He was smarter than that. And then they just turned him into a fool at the end. Like, you know, ah, bite me. Ah, I'm out, y'all. Yeah, and that, that, was, that was bad. I didn't like when they killed you him. You know, a Carl spinoff, a Carl spinoff wouldn't have been that bad. Yeah. Because he could have just taken the lessons he learned from all of them. Carol, Carol spinoff. You know what I mean? Anytime, anytime the spinoff rhymes, Carol Daryl, it's time to go. Or if it's Jody. Yeah. No, nobody likes the Jody. No one I'm trying to say it. Lenny and Squiggy, man. That's what y'all be making this joint sound like. Like, <laughs> why is that Lenny and Squiggy spinoff from Happy Days? No one's ever watching that shit. That's why they were guest stars on Laverne and Sterling. They had to be on Laverne and Sterling. That's what this feels like. The show should end. Show should end seasons ago when I stopped watching the damn thing. End at DC. The end. Well, you know, 
when, when Angela Kang came and took over, the show has been much improved. Like it's been literally some of the best episodes of the series. So I know you've been like, ah, I'm good, but they have been some really good episodes of this joint. All right. Speaking of things that people thought were ending. <laughs> sorry, wrong sideshow. I'm going to pay attention to what I write down. All right. Sean She in the legend of the 10 rings is debuting this Friday. And maybe this is the cure for the pandemic because box office experts are predicting $90 million in opening, which would be pretty good. Better than black widow. Maybe because Sean, she's not dead already. What do you guys think? Will this surpass that? Because they've been predicting things and they have not nailed a box office prediction in this sort of quasi post pandemic era yet. They're always like, Oh wow. It surpassed expectations or Whoa, it came in way below expectations. And I'm like, who are you talking to at this point to gauge what's the movie going to do at the box office? But apparently Sean, she has the Marvel studios mega format down. So it's going to do well at the box office. Do you guys think it's going to go higher or lower than 90 million? Gunner, start with you. We'll do prices lower right just because lower just because people ain't going to the theaters like that, man. Like the highest joint we've seen lately what was that uh Candyman was twenty two. No, something like that, guy. right? Like it was in the twenties. What was it? Free guy. Free guy was the highest. What was that? I'm looking. Feel free to continue talk amongst yourselves while I No, because I saw Candyman, they were like, Man, this is the highest grossing joint. Black woman ever, and it was it, it did great that day, and it was like only twenty million. I'm like, I can't predict these pandemic joints. What are these people doing? Trying to keep a job? Like, let's yes. just we gotta keep our job. Let's just predict. I don't know. Let's use a calculator. And oh, there you go. And then <laughs> there you go. Twenty million. There you go. That's what we're gonna say. We're gonna say ninety. We're it say feels 90. like it. So free guy open. So it feels like they're just throwing ice at the on the ground real quick, man. Like yeah. I'm like nah. Um, but I think it's gonna be lower, but not that much lower. I mean. I might see it just because I'm going to be out on Friday. So I might as well just <laughs> go yeah. watch it. Marvel and Disney I want to support the because I really like it. Keep that yeah. studio afloat. $28 million for Free Guy. 28.3. It uh is sort of wrapped. Right now it's made 81.3. Worldwide, $181 million. Definitely the biggest so far because yeah. it didn't air on any streaming service along with it's theatrical debut. So Sean, she is getting that same treatment. No Disney plus, no nothing. You got to go to the theaters to see it. So I think that'll be an interesting part. Of that. I'm annoyed Chief. by it. Yeah. Chief, what do you think? Uh, you know, isn't Charlotte Johansson in this one too? No, she is not. <laughs> you will not be seeing her in there except for that Marvel studio. I see what you did there. She likes to play the Asian <laughs> characters too. So, uh, <laughs> I know I ain't, I ain't right. Never <laughs> lost better. <laughs> you know what, man? Um, I don't know. Ninety million. I. That's a little high. I mean, that's a hell of a jump from the highest being twenty something in the twenties. Um, you know. Uh, I mean, it's like quadruple the amount of people got to come out. Black Widow um, did eighty-five million, I thought. 
But that's that was worldwide. Or let me ask you something. Let me ask you this. It, it opened what, at eighty million. What does it cost to make these movies now? Like, how much does it cost to make Change Chi? What, what did it cost Marvel to make the movie? Because I mean, you're releasing these movies to. It costs you cost you two hundred million to make the movie, and you're releasing it saying, "Hmm, twenty million will be a good week." And I'm thinking myself, like, like who's paying y'all back that money? What are you gonna like apply to the government and be like, "Oh, we didn't make our money." Like, where are you getting this money? They get, I get it back. I guess that's my issue. They get, the, like, they, get, they, they get the theatrical. They get the streaming. They get the home video. So F9 opened to seventy million. It finished in the U.S. at 172 million, and it worldwide total gross was 704. And those oh, well, always 104 do million? Huh? I'm, I'm surprised. 704 million worldwide? Yeah. Where the hell did they get that? Like, I thought the rest of the world was still locked down. Nah, dude, it's Apparently over. Not. Check the news. Check Fox News. It's done. Nah, it's just the South that's all screwed up. Um. Anyways, the, no, man, I, I'm kind of with you where I'm like, I don't understand what a money, like how they're doing these estimates, guesstimates. Even the studios are saying, okay, even with DVD, Blu-rays and streaming and God knows what else. With the pandemic times, this is still a skewed situation. Are they just saying we're just grading on a curve now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like. They're just like, I'm going to grade on a curve and... Twenty millions is great. That's perfect for us right now. Gunner, I'm like, how exactly. you making this money back? <laughs> That's like grading Tom Brady's Super Bowl with the Bucks as a regular season, which we need to just grade it on the curve. Uh, Jace, what's your thoughts? Or any of these sporting events right now? Like seriously, like. I mean, that's that's some trolling right there, Jeff. I mean, that was just happy to do it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, as I said last week, I think this is. I really find this is a setup. Uh, to even say it's going to come in under estimations a uh, ninety million. It's like if Fast and Furious, which is a an established franchise, only made I mean for its usual hundred ten, dang near two hundred million, only came in at seventy. To claim a new property is going to make ninety million just because it has the Marvel banner is literally it's a setup, and I I do not like it. I think. As I said before, I think this should have been the one. You make the arrangement with all the cast and say, hey, we're going to put this in stream and we will make as much as we can because now the situation is not as good as it was in June, um, like Memorial Day. It's not. People are like, when I actually went to see F9, I looked in the theater to make sure I'm like, okay, there's no one, like five seats around me. And I went like on a day where nobody was there. But now it's the end of summer, and I'm sure. And I, I look for the same thing with Candyman, and they're like, "Oh, there's like two people in this row. There's five people on this row. There's somebody right behind you." But it's not whole rack of. I mean, there's no full rows of people, and which that's what you need to get to 90 million. And we're in an area of what they and what is considered high transmission. So it's like, no, I'm not. I don't buy 90 million. It's like just give these give this movie its its legs. To succeed and be like, hey, we'll already green light you guys to a sequel, just based on we well, we we like this movie, green light a sequel, we'll, we'll fold you in, but 
don't we're not going to triple on the box office or the estimates and i just think it's completely unfair to say 90 million and then when it comes in at 15 oh see we we try and tell you guys this is what we we need a bigger you know we need to go for these kind of audiences like i'm like no just give just don't do it i i, I do not like this estimate number okay i think that they're largely counting on the overseas market to cover any lapse in domestic so I think they're like China will deliver big time for us with this film and if it makes say 70 million opening weekend it's definitely going to cover that over in China so we're good like let's say China I think I mean like China will hold it down but it's not that's not how the box office like even when we're like uh, what was it uh one of those rock movies. It didn't do great over here, but it was the number one movie in the world, and he was able to claim that. Are you talking about but, Jungle Cruise? No, uh, it was a skyscraper. No, it, was, it was like one of the last, like skyscraper was yeah. like it was like a, it opened like ten million here, but hey, it made like eighty millions overseas, and it was the number one movie in the world. This one is like you're not dealing with an established franchise or a franchise builder. These are all new characters to everybody. And that's just, I just, again, I just think it's like, it puts them behind the eight ball on, on success. Jake King, what do you think? They, they just should have done both. Like, just, this is the one movie you probably needed to do based off of exactly what Jason said. You needed to do theater and streaming at the same time. This is not an yeah. established, you know, you got to be a comic book reader to know what the hell the Ting rings were right. and know that they were actual rings and not freaking bracelets, but... I'm okay with the change. Anyways, so I, I I just I just don't understand the logic. I guess they're trying to avoid the the act the contract situation again. But it's it's a dumb move. They ain't gonna make no ninety million. I'm sorry. I think part of it is creating their own demand because you know we all know that people like to be a part of something, right? So if we say this is the hottest shit on the street, even if it isn't, it's like the nightclub theory. If we have a line outside, it's got to be hot. Whether it's two people in here or two hundred people in here. I think them estimating it's going to be 90 million. It's going to be sick. You got to come see it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to amp people up to come see this Marvel property because it's a Marvel property, whether they know anything about it, like the gunner said or not. I know I ain't going to mess with it at all because Aquafine is a part of it. And I boycott her at any cost. I don't, whatever she's a part of, I'm boycotting because she made her bones as a caricature of black women and will not address that. And will never cop to that. She'll never cop to her. What is, it's not just cultural appropriation. It, what is it called? It's it, it's it's got a term now. I don't even I, I can't even think of it right now. Well I mean yeah you know, that's the right term still. <laughs> but it's when it's it's done for profit. They they had a new they, well, culture they vultures. Yeah culture so many of them. Yeah, they got something new. I I read yeah. it on an article about her, but I'm like, yeah. it's the same. Thing. It was an article it's about the same her. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it's, it's, it's like she, she said she'll never do a movie where she has to do a Asian accent. But then the next line was, she didn't mention anything about the accent she does. And calling and it a minstrel, right? As if what you're doing is not by by default. You being a, a caricature of a black woman, and even having the name Aquafina, which is a take on the kind of ghetto names or what have you, I, I would not watch this. I wouldn't care if they gave me a pass to sit next to uh, the cast of this movie. I wouldn't, I'm, I'm out. I, it ain't got me. But, like I said, 
this is a guesstimate. It's trying to get people to come see it. Smart strategy, but only time will tell. They got a couple days. All right. Cool. So now, speaking of things that were supposed to have been dead a long time ago, Expendables 4 is coming to a theater near you at some point. And most of the original crew is back. Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Randy Couture, and Dolph Lundgren. You'll note the absence of Jet Li and one dancing minstrel, Terry Crews. So how are we replacing them? Easy. We're going to have Tony Ja and 50 Cent and Megan Fox come in there. I know you guys are so hyped and so excited for this one. My only question is, what old aged action star is going to play the bad guy for this one? Chief, you look like you're remotely enthused by this. What's your take on Expendables number four? Nah, I was thinking, I was like, Martin Fox can come anywhere around me. You know what I mean? Uh, now, uh, Tony Ja and uh, 50 Cent. Listen, 50. I've, never, I've never watched an Expendables movie. Um, I've seen them on cable, and I've always turned away because I think Mel Gibson was in one, and I'm not watching nothing with Mel Gibson anymore. What if I tell you um, he's killed? It, you know and- what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I feel like I, I'm got, I've gotten to the age now, and <laughs> I can tell I'm getting old because I care where my money going now. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-mm, you, sir, shall not get a buck of mine. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're young, you're just like, eh, eh, it is what it is. You know, are you guys going to see it? I'm going to go, too. You know, um, now I'm just like, nah, nah. So, yeah, so, listen, 50 cents, nobody's checking for 50 cents other than power. You know what I mean? And uh, we don't check for them in albums. We don't check for them in movies. Uh, Tony Ja is great in a kung fu movie if it's not kung fu movie where he's walking with a goddamn elephant um you know you like like i just watched monster hunters the other day and i wasted an hour and like 30 minutes of my life watching that movie and tony Jaa was in it but he wasn't you know his usual you know kung fu you know i could watch a tony Jaa movie he i feel like kung he's more fu than master kung fu. he I think he does martial well, arts. Yeah, you know, that's the well, that's the kung fu martial arts. Muay Thai. Yeah. Excuse me for those who uh, are disrespected with it, but uh, yeah, whatever. Um, hey, what Chief, I'm saying he, he is knew the that Monster he, Hunter was directed and written by Mila Jovovich's husband, the same dude who was like, "I had no keep, idea." Oh man, yeah, that's all I need to see to not see Monster Hunter. It ended so well. I watched it free. Let me say that, but it ended so badly. But what I'm saying, when, when you get a Tony Ja movie, you know he's going to go in, he's going to fight somebody, he's going to get defeated, he's going to come back, and he's going to beat him, and you can pretty much watch that all day. Unless he's This thing Paul here, Walker. man. Right. Expendables. Like, who? Nobody really knows a Tony Ja, though. Like, you have to have, you kind of got to be in that genre to, because, yeah, I mean, he's not really, like, when you think action hero, Tony Ja is not in your top five, top ten. Well, that's why it's Expendable 4, one. 
So that, they're running out of Bamas, and they're all old. So they got to be like, yo, Jet Li ain't doing it. What's another Asian actor that's got his kung fu joints out there? The dude from The Raid, I guess he wasn't available. Them twins from The Raid and the um, and the, uh, John Wick 3, 4, whatever, wasn't available. So, 3. And so I guess they were like, oh, Tony Jaa, you ain't doing shit. And you're getting old. You're getting up there. So go. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the only one that's left, right? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen could do some stuff. Donnie Yen getting up there, man. And he's already in John Wick. So Dude, I just watched like, Donnie Yen. <laughs> he looked at that. He was like, I choose John Wick over Expendables 4. That's the right call. But I, I watched Donnie Yen in my favorite action movie this year, Raging Fire. So if you can, and whenever you can see it, that's the move to make. Because he killed it in that movie. Jay King, hey, you Donnie look Yen excited to talk about this. Who are they fighting in Expendables for? Alzheimer's? I don't, I don't know. They haven't. Oh, that, that's messed up. That That's real messed oh, up. Oh, look. Look, look, look. Yeah, that, feel however you want. Terrible. Feel however you want. Everybody yeah. in this cast is over the age of 65. Okay. Yeah, Jason um, Statham? Listen. He's a transport. Statham? Hey, come on, man. Jason Statham. Do get up there, too, like man. He, he the, he's been mailed AARP shit, too, man. Yes, yeah. please. I'm tired of seeing his bulbous, balding head, man. It's enough. <laughs> British guys are tough anyway. I don't stop. They tried it with Vinny Jones. They tried it with him. Enough. Have you seen Wrath of Man? I've seen everything that he's done, and it's always I'm Jason Statham. I'm going to kick everyone's ass. I don't care. Every movie. Every movie. The headline just goes back, back. Keep going back, dude. And four to four, be back here. That's how you know which movie you watch. Like, which transporter is this? Oh, this is three because his hairline is like right here. And Gunner, he's starting to look every bit of 55. I'm, you can't fool anybody no more. There, there's got to be some other talent out there for, for action movies. I don't want to see 70-something-year-old Sylvester Stallone do anything. I don't want to see Fat 50 Cent do nothing. Megan Fox was a, 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 a draw, what, damn, what, 15 years ago now? That's all I was like, yeah. what the hell? She was saying he would still that. watch her in a movie. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it depends on what that movie is and what she's doing in that movie. Man, That's true, man, too. We, I, this, this, the efforts to keep this non-X rated are failing miserably. Jace, what do you think about Blair. Expendables 4? Okay, I'm still trying to figure out why why they got rid of Wesley Snipe after uh, Expendables 3. You didn't have to cast 50 cents. Um, they can't have more than one black dude? I mean, no. I mean, like, but that would have that would have served your kung. There can only be one. That would have served your kung fu guy, uh, martial artist, and you know, a black dude. I mean, so you get you get on that. And but I would have thought you actually would have like the other part of Expendables Three. They still had the younger crew that they kind of rescued at the end. It would have been a better idea to kind of keep shepherding them as. The next generation of Expendables, uh, because I mean, like at this point, it's like if Sylvester Stallone comes in there, cut and rip, you're like, you're impressed, yeah, dude, man, your diet is all on that. But there is a point. It's like you're at some point, you're not just sitting there looking tough. It's like you gotta go with the Sylvester Stallone run. And like after the first one, it was like, man, I know his knees were hurting after that first shot. So, so I'm not. I don't. I mean, it's like I like the Expendable movies, and we were like. They was they were older action heroes in the first one. Now it can be like, guys, 
we probably need to like three was cool. I loved it. I, it's in my collection. A four is probably a stretch. And I mean, like, I don't actually know who you bring out as your bad guys. I mean, we've used Scott Atkins. We've used Mel Gibson. We um. Van Damme. He couldn't even. He couldn't even do the damn scissor kick joint again, man. He had to have a stunt man. That bad my damn near. Very old man. Chuck Norris been there yet? Yes, he has. <laughs> yes, I think Chuck Norris was in one of them. I can't remember which one. Was Lee Van Cleef in one of them? Two, right? Yes. We're missing Ooh. William Zapka. We throw him in that Bama. He's that's working. Who, that's who they'd be fighting. He fight, is working. Fight uh, Cobra Kai. A whole Cobra <laughs> Kai. He's for Charles Bronson. And Lee Van Cleef. <laughs> I told you. We need Lee Van Cleef. Who's John Silver and, and, and what's his name? Yep. And, uh, maybe and, uh, maybe they could fight yeah. John Cena, Batista, and The Rock. That would be hilarious. I was just getting ready to say, the only way to save these movies is you need some young working blood. I would have backed up. If they're going to get a green light and have a budget for this movie, if they had. I would have backed the truck up to Michael B. Jordan and Chris Pratt's door and said, please come save this turd. And tried to go for, I don't know, who's a good baddie. Um, Jeez, I, I don't know. Somebody who could have served as a good bad guy, maybe uh, him. I'm, I'm really drawing a blank who could have served as a good baddie for this. But William somebody. Billy, Billy Zapp. Nah, man. Oh, like Crease. <laughs> Crease is also yeah, Crease. That's what I'm saying. Crease or Johnny John Silver, the Bama's from three, and then oh, uh, Batista. Batista. And then throw in uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael John White, Blood and Bone. Yeah, give, give the bad Michael guy. Michael Ironside still alive? <laughs> think, wait, did he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He was always a bad guy. Scanners. The uh, yes. what's the movie uh, with the, the the with the dog and that thing chasing him? Why don't they just bring out Clancy Brown? Yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody. That's the lazy choice, right? Like, like oh, just cast Clancy Brown. The Expendables He's doesn't really waste a lot of brain power on, hey, who should we cast? Like, yo, this would be fun. Let's put him in. I don't care. Y'all are all haters. I'm looking forward to seeing this. I don't care how slow they have to move to shoot their guns. I'm all for it. So, fellas. All right, I have a question for you that was posed on this article because they were trying to say, hey, what's the superhero movie that's that always gets a bad rap but really isn't that bad? And you guys can't see this, but right now I have a picture of Halle Berry and Catwoman, and this is not any indication of the quality of Catwoman. It's just an excuse to put up Halle Berry as Catwoman. But, fellas, I put it up to you. One, just one one comic book movie that a lot of people hate but you think really isn't that bad who wants to go first you already know mine all right you already know what jason's is chief, you already know what jason's is what you bringing chief oh you guys know mine already man how jordan wasn't a bad movie man that green lantern joint it wasn't Ryan a bad Reynolds. movie you guys hated on that joint. It wasn't a bad movie, man. You yep. know? He fought, and, and, and you didn't know if he was going to pull it out, and, and he did. Chief, the only thing wrong with that movie, it came out six years too late. 
It was still, it was still decent. If it came I mean, out in 2002 you, with Spider-Man, people would be like, oh, that was a great comic book movie. People would would be raving about it. Let me say this. It tells if you never saw a Marvel movie, show, if you never saw a Marvel movie, how good would Green Lantern have been? That's what I'm saying. Because it would have been the same yeah. time as Spider-Man yeah. and Spider-Man 2 and oh. the first two X-Men films. But but Wonder Woman, the this last Wonder Woman or Green Lantern? I just turned the TV off. <laughs> no. That Green Lantern was way better than the last Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. It was boring. By far. I'll, I'll give you that. By, it was boring well, instead that, of that, bad. Gunner, Gunner, that's why you my man, Gunner. Because you, you tell the truth, you know the truth. Oh, West Coast Jeff. The Wonder Woman 84 was bad and Green Lantern was boring. But if I had to choose one, if I had to watch the greatest highlights of Eli Manning or choose one, I would go with Green Lantern. Is the dis- that's that disrespectfulness. I, I had to, disrespectful. you know, I appreciate him for beating that, that goofus yeah. Tom Brady. That's two. Um, but yeah, outside of that, gosh, that dude sucks. And watch him and win with him. No. No, absolutely not. Jace, what's up? What you got? Okay. All right. Uh, mine is the one probably you saw in the, uh, what is it, in the article, is the one that is actually going to, I believe, Hulu. It is Daredevil. I did not watch, as I said, I said before, I never watched the theatrical cut of this movie. But I did watch the director the, uh, cut of this movie. It actually gives a story for Matt Murdock when he's actually a lawyer. You get Kingpin, the Daredevil story. And, you know, you might quibble with uh, is uh, Erica, um, Electra, I mean, whatever, Jennifer Garner to write a lecture. But you do actually see her in, like, kind of a lecture suit. You're like, oh, I, have, I, buy, I buy her as a lecture. I mean, um, I, 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 think it, I think it's actually a better movie. I don't know which version they're going to put on uh, Hulu. But the director's cut, I, I actually I actually own that, and I'm like, okay, this is a better movie than a lot of people probably gave it credit for. I agree with you. I actually included that in the slideshow because I think it's not that bad. Now, clearly, compared to the Netflix Daredevil, it doesn't hold up at all. But on its own, as a superhero movie, because this was pre-Iron Man, so I think I give a lot of movies pre-Iron Man a pass. Because they were still trying to figure out the right formula, they couldn't, and they couldn't really make Daredevil, Spider Man. I think that's where the theatrical version kind of stumbles. It's like, how can we make this more like Spider Man? Uh, let's have him have a cute set on the playground, and it's like that's not really Daredevil. That's that's not the move. I think everything else beside that one goofy scene and the whitewash casting of Jennifer Garner as Elektra, everything else, in no costume for Bullseye. That's the stuff. I was like, you just named like all the shittiest things about That's a movie that made the movie shitty. That's three I was like, yo, Bullseye. What the fuck? The shittiest accent ever. Like, my accent was just better than fucking Colin Farrell's accent. That bullshit character. Sorry, that movie was terrible. I don't want to see no damn director's cut. That's not a beat. I'm so glad you didn't say All Star Superman. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, that's actually his, how he talks. That's, that's not his accent. That's literally how he talks. 
It's like, how are you going to say he's a racist stupid when that's actually literally where he's from? Like, Your actual accent still is over the top. And it was yeah, it's like, the way you talk is stupid. You're like, come on, man, that's dumb. Right. Yes, I can say that because it was over the top and it was quite stupid because I heard him actually acting like an interview, or excuse me, talking an interview versus that damned oh, the whole movie. And it was quite terrible. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> Listen, also, Daredevil. But I'm so happy you didn't say All Star Superman. Yes, but but also it's like, it's like one of those situations. I think they were doing. They would have had a, if it wasn't so universally hated. They probably. I mean, they were working on getting the costume for Bullseye. Like same thing for like Green Lantern. They were working to build like oh Sinestro's going to be the bat. I think it was like kind of they thought we got two or three extra movies to flesh a lot of this stuff out. But I think the first one was good. I think they could have done better with Green Lantern if they let Ryan Reynolds be more Ryan Reynolds as opposed to trying to make him a 2002 charisma-less character. Like, he fits in perfectly with the Tobey Maguire's, the James Marsden Cyclops, and who's another one? Like, instead of going, hey, he's really charismatic and kind of funny, I wonder if we could have him play a cocky jet fighter pilot. Nah, let's just make him a flat boring dude. Like that was that was a terrible call. And then they really could have just made Mark Strong, who was perfect. He's perfect in any villain role. You know what? That's your dude you can make for the Expendables bad guy, Mark Strong. You can have him be Parallax or Sinestro in the first joint, and then they fight and we introduce Parallax later. All right, but so we fixed those two bad movies. Jay King, what's yours? I gotta say Punisher Warzone. Honestly, Do people hate that? Was... I say, who hates that, that movie? People hate that movie. They do. It got bad reviews and whatnot, yeah. but it was the best of all the Punisher movies, right? Like, thank you, thank yeah. you. Like, well, I've talked to people who've seen that one and were like, "Eh, it's just yeah, I can pass on that." And I'm like, the first one stunk. That was a TV movie. Um, I like that one. But... I have that one too. Uh, you know what? Oh, that, that, team, that joint was for 20, 10 or 20 back in the 1980s. It was terrible. <laughs> you, wait, wait. You're talking about the Dolph Lundgren joint? Or the Thomas Jane one? Both the first ones. There were two different. Remember, there was yeah. one right before. You're talking about the one, 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 one with John Travolta? Yeah, with Travolta as a bad guy. Yeah. I, I, it was okay. I, I didn't think the world of it, but it was okay. I oh, love Jermaine. I'm just looking this thing up. Here's twenty nine percent. Who are these people? Yeah, Punisher Wars was twenty nine percent. Twenty nine percent from here's the, the thing about the the for like two weeks and, and then forty two percent yeah. for. But here's for the thing about the Punisher: either you love it or you hate it. Like, there's a whole petition online to get the Punisher canceled for today's culture because gun violence is bad. But yet we average what maybe a hundred thousand shootings a, a, a week in, in, in this in this area. <laughs> It seems like these days. I mean, come on, let's stop. But the people don't like the Punisher for whatever reason. It's nobody's favorite. It's like that's a guy comic. That's a guy centric uh, 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 comic and movie. Well, we Javon, see according to studies, count. it's symbolic of toxic male culture. Toxic masculinity, and you know, it doesn't take into considerations our feelings. That's why I'm wearing this cardigan right now because it makes me feel comforted. Yeah, bullshit. I, look, man, I I go to the movies because I want to be entertained. 
and a body count in an action movie. I'm a man out of the 80s. Our generation was, look, put guns in the hands of boys. Go fight evil. That's evil. Go shoot it. That's what we grew up on. All of our action heroes, all of our cartoon characters, all our heroes back then carried a gun, and they shot the evil bad guy. Not people on the street, not the, the you know, forgive me, open soapbox. I was about to say, you don't see 40 year olds killing each other in the streets. They're, right. they're sitting up there with their Call of Duties, like, oh man, this is great. <laughs> but no, that's what we want to see, dude. And, and that's what that movie gave us. It wasn't some silly backstory about protecting his neighbors or, or Dolph Lundgren trying to struggle through being an actor. It was a legit, comic, over the top, gory action. Punisher movie, and that's what we were missing with a guy who looked the part and talked the talk. You know, he, whoever the guy who played the Punisher in that movie was, he, he looked the bill. And he, I think it he was Ray the Winstone, if I'm remembering that one correctly. He was mm. the same dude who played the big dude in Thor, which is funny because okay. it's like, yo, he's, he's mixing up big time. Yeah, yeah. But no, dude, that, that's mine. Ray I think Stevenson. a lot of people didn't give it. Ray Stevenson, okay. Yeah, yeah. People didn't get out on a fair shake, man. They you know, I had you know, no like, idea it was hated, but that absolutely yeah. should not be. I can't even believe that. Gonna wrap us up. Who's your choice? Or what's your choice? V for Vendetta. It uh it didn't do well in the theaters. It was very strange. But the resurgence afterwards, I think everybody's like, Oh, I love this movie, especially, you know, people that see what's happening in the last like five years. They're like, Oh shit, this is the same thing that's kind of happening oops uh so yeah man it just it got a bad rap i mean i think me me and jace talked about this a long time ago <clears throat> where it was like something was happening with the walkowskis or whatever and people were kind of saturated by you know something they were saturated by like their stuff they were already they were doing so much matrix 3 fucked them up i think and then Enough said. So they were like, screw it. And <laughs> and they were like, whatever, we're not watching this mess. And yet, I mean, it was damn near frame by frame. You know, that's what I like. Like, I like I was going to say Watchmen, but that was pretty well received when you think about it. Um, but V for Vendetta got a bad rap because it came out at a bad time. You know what I mean? But then when people watch it again, they're like, this is great. It's that magical time of the week. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jace? Let's mix it up and go with you. Well, I'm going to go with my easy dummy of the week, uh, Mr. Uh, I'm going to tell my giant audience a podcast uh, that, you know, vaccinations are stupid. Uh, that would go to Mr. Joe Rogan, who just happened to catch, you know, think it was fun, you know, hanging out with everybody. And he happened to catch COVID. Yes. But not only did Mr. Rogan decide he needed to catch COVID, by being immoral, he's also decided, you know what a great treatment for uh, uh, COVID is? Dewormer for dogs. Yes. He decided that's the way to go. He's putting everything in his body except a vaccine. But, some, <laughs> you know, a dog dewormer is really the way to go because I read about it on a blog. Yeah. So for, all, for being stupid enough to catch COVID and then going for the dog dewormer, Mr. Rogan is my dummy of the week. I don't think if Joe Rogan worked at a vet office and actually saw what happens when you put dewormers into dogs, that's not pretty. And I don't think he was that coming out of his body. But, you know, more power to him. Thoughts and prayers. My dummies of the week are whoever 
is responsible for this thought that Train to Busan needs a U.S. remake. I'm pretty sure everybody can grasp the concept of zombies on a train without needing to hear English dialogue in said movie. You all look so shocked, disgusted, and dismayed. But yes, it's real. Not an imaginary story. It is real. And there's no way that this can be made better. No. No. I mean, seriously, like, if anyone who's ever seen that movie, it's like, you can't do that. There's no, like, what are you going to have? Train train to Boston? And that's literally going to be your, your, come on. No. Unless the dad decides to use the chain for its distance as intended. Mark Wahlberg will be in that one then. Going to Boston. Boston. Don't 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 do that, Gunner. You, I'll let you It'll talk happen. about you know. Superman versus let you come out of your mouth of that. Just no. <laughs> you know he's circling out on his calendar now. It's a gritty <laughs> father trying to save his daughter from zombies on a train. It's Mark Wahlberg. I told you to stay in the back cab. <sighs> Lovely, uh, Chief. Who is your nominee? Answer, do not have a dummy of the week. I, I didn't get on last week. I, I did anybody mention did I did y'all drag the crate challenges last week? No, I don't we didn't, did we? Mm-hmm. Oh feel free Better to do it again though. Cause you know, why not? No, I just you know, I saw the the other day I saw an old lady get up there and uh they, they were like, Yeah, go on. And when she came down, man, when she fell down, she had uh the uh, slither arm when uh, uh, my man turned into that thing, he hit that that long, that long broken up man. He broke her arm in like three or four places, dude. And I was just thinking to myself, who in the hell would let their grandmother climb up some crates and then fall from the height of about 10, 11 feet onto the ground? Now, my real question like, is why are there no spiders for this thing? That's too, much. Listen, That's too much. Ain't nobody want to get landed on. Or, or better yet, why are we doing this? Oh, why well, is this well, the well there's that too. I mean, the, the more obvious question. But I'm just like, you know, I don't see the purpose of scaling Super Mario Brothers style milk carts. Like, what do you? What happens after you get over it? Do you get a mushroom and like do 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 do? I don't get it. Like, if you get it and shot fireballs, I'm all for it. But if you can't. I mean, if you get shots of fireballs at the end and maybe some shrooms at the end, that would be cool. That would be. Other than that, no. Cool. All right, everybody. Thanks for rolling. Thank you, fellas, as always. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.